choose you. Be cool, baby. Okay. Hey, bitch, come here. Got your motherfucking man. Come here. Mr. Pretty Tony, I mean, you know the rules of the game. I mean, your bitch just chose me. Now, we can settle this like you got some class, so we can get into some gangster shit. Fuck being on some chill shit. We go zero to 100, nigga, real quick. What's going on, everybody? Just thanks for asking episode seven. And I'm Schwab, sincerely Schwab. Kells at KMGZ. And we are live from Miami. Half of us are live from Miami. The other half is live from Manhattan, but it's all the same. So this is, a, this is a vacation episode. Yeah, the vacation episode. And if y'all hear a little noise in the background, it's because I'm sitting poolside at Hotel Croydon. So y'all will be all right. Yeah. All right. I was ahead. supposed to be there, but I want I want tickets. This is Jay Carter, so I'm in New York instead. She got tickets to the B side the title. Which, as much as y'all bitch about it on the Twitter, is actually good service and the sound. Even I'll have the high five, but I notice it's a better sound quality between it and and Spotify. And I didn't it's an amazing service. Yeah, I, I love it. And the playlists are dope. And I didn't enter the contest. I, they sent me the link, but they wanted like some essay or some long shit, and I was like, eh. so I never entered the contest. So anyway, it was so easy. All you had to do was make a playlist and, and put know, your name down. You, I, like, I don't even know how I won. The whole the whole point of me no like entitled is because they make playlists for me. I don't have the patience to make a playlist. So I was like, eh. yeah, <laughs> I'm good. But no, you got it. So you be there for both of us. If you see Ree, just tell her I said hello and I love her. And try not to faint. I got you. If you see her. I probably would just stand there and look real stupid. Right, look dumb as hell. Like. Mesmerized. <laughs> uh, anyway, I like to think I'll have it together, but I'd probably just be, like, stuck. Like B when she'd be on the on the drill, just looking dumb. Exactly, exactly that. Hmm. All right, so let's start. Where do you want to start at? Uh, I didn't watch Love and Hip Hop. I'm not going to lie. Um, let me talk about it. You didn't miss much. What was that? I ain't been watching shit. I've been moving around too damn much. Yeah. You didn't miss much. It was an episode where, um, which I feel like we saw on the news there a few months behind in the filming where, uh, what's her name? Took, took, uh, what's his face? Scrappy to, well, trying to take him to court for child support because she's, he says he's paying. She says he's not. I tend to think she, he's not. Well, no, number one, because we know he's not because he got locked up. But number two, because he's like, yeah, I want to go to the lawyer so we can settle this without, you know, having to go to court, because, you know, I could prove my case in court. It's like, well, if you can prove your case in court, you would want to go to court. Like, you only want to avoid court when you know you ain't doing what you're supposed to be doing. So, I don't really, I don't really believe his story. But, uh, I, you know what, though? I'm so confused by this whole child support thing. Like, my, like, I don't know. My father never was on child support. He just supported me like he just you know what I mean like she never had to like go through no lawyer or no nobody hey he just what she whatever whatever needed to be bought he just gave her the money and if she needed more money he just gave her more money like I don't I don't get this court order shit like why somebody gotta like you gotta go to the judge and you gotta I don't, I don't get it I'm old though so maybe that's it I'm I'm unfamiliar with my mom I mean my father wasn't in my life 
my biological father, but she never took him for child support. She just said to hell with it, so. Yeah. I don't know. I just don't get this, like, having to force a force a person to support their kids. Like, with a court order, then niggas like, oh, well, the court order only say I got to pay this. I'm like, yeah, that's your kid. What are you talking about? Like, whatever. If the tuition costs whatever, that's what you got to pay. If the clothes costs whatever, that's what you got to pay. Like, what are you talking about? But, you know, that's the new, that's the new nigga stuff that I just don't really understand, so. So that was it. Yeah, I don't understand this whole fascination with contractual parenting. I, I don't. I don't understand that. Because people, because people meet each other, hook just up. Time here, this time to be a parent. What you say? I said I don't understand this whole premise. I don't understand this whole premise behind you sign here. On you sign your name right here next to this X, and now you're a parent. Like this is how it works. Duh. Do they even do that? It's like they go to the club, they meet each other, they hook up, they have a kid, and then they figure out life after. And I'm like, who, where, when did that start? Like, that's why, I, I don't know. I don't, I just be like, whatever on a lot of shit. Because it's like a lot of dudes complaining about baby mamas, a lot of baby mamas. But it's like, you picked them. Like, son, you took more time picking out them sneakers you're wearing than the person you're going to lay down and have a kid with. I don't understand that. Like, ugh, who does that? I, like, that's... Right. Maybe right. I'm maybe I'm just a different type, but that's I'm not having no kids. But if I did, that's like extremely important. I'm not marrying no bum nigga. I'm not marrying no struggling nigga. Like you know all that. Oh, uh, you know that shit. Everybody on now. Oh, you got to start me from the bottom. No, 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 no. I need to. When I meet you, you have to be already displaying the characteristics that I'm interested in. I I ain't got time for no no problems. You know what I mean? Like oh he you know he, yeah graduate whatever whatever it is whatever particular genre you're in you know okay well he graduated okay he works at such and such company okay that lets me know from the gate that you have certain characteristics that you know i'm looking for as opposed to some random you know i might live in your mom's house might fold pallets for all i know you know but i don't know i'm a different generation so so i don't don't know yeah i'm I'm also from that choosy demographic I, i can't do it Especially because for me to have a kid, it's like I gotta put so much thought into it. Right. And, yeah. and I just. I don't get mm-hmm. it. They just like whatever. They just lay down whatever, have a kid by whoever. I don't understand it. But, um. So that was it. And then it was another part. It was kind of funny because, you know, Stevie is in rehab. And so Jocelyn came and, you know, he got his visitation now. And so Jocelyn came to visit. And they were both in, like, the group therapy. And the, the therapist was telling Jocelyn, like, you know, uh, for him to be clean, you got to be clean. And you know how they do. And Jocelyn's face, she was looking at him like, <laughs> like he wasn't even speaking English. She was looking at him like, like, like wait a minute, I got to do what now? I thought Stevie was in rehab. I'm not in rehab. What are you talking about? Like, why is my name even coming out your mouth? She was just, like, stuck looking at him. Then finally she was like, okay, fine. If that's what he needs to be be sober, that's what I'll do. They're cute to me. Like, maybe be hating, but they you can tell they care about each other. But it just, like, it, it, it was funny. Like, I can't even do it. If you if you watching on DVR, her face was just like, like if somebody, like, came down with two heads, <laughs> you would be looking at somebody. Like, that's how she was looking at that doctor. Like, wait, what? Mm. So, um. I just see that. I kept seeing the memes of Jock with, um. With all oh, that chocolate yeah, shit on his face. Yeah, yeah. So what happened? What happened was, so Jock has, you know, all these baby mamas, and I guess this girl he lives with now. These choppers overhead. All these, this, the girl he lives with now. That's the real estate, the one that beat Carly Red's ass last season. So 
the, the, the one of the baby mamas, yo, she's a bird, yo. She is so. The, Jock lives with that girl. Jock claims that girl, and you can always tell the person that that they claim because when y'all, if if y'all get the situation when y'all we y'all gonna be fighting, the one that they drag out and tell to leave, you the side chick. <laughs> like that's how it works. You know what I mean? Like you don't drag whoever you whoever the dude actually drags out. Be like, yo, you gotta go. Like chill, you gotta go. You ain't the main chick. It's the one, the other one. So, so Jock drags the baby mom out. Like yo, you gotta go. You gotta go. And she, all she did, she, first of all, she came to her job. Don't come to my job. Unless my somebody is dead or, or the world is about to end or whatever it is, do not come to my job. So she comes to her job. The baby mother yeah, come, went to the girlfriend's job? Yes, to her job, son, to her job with an iPad to show her on the iPad. This is what you come to my job for, to show me on the iPad <laughs> that me and, and job it, it, uh had some, I don't even know what really went on. The only part we saw was her taking her clothes off. I assume they had sex, but then it was like he was sucking her toes or something. I mean, I assume it was more to it than that, but that's all we saw. But you brought your black ass down to my place of employment with an iPad to show me that in the middle of the day. That's how I know you don't have no job. Because right. you got time to do bullshit like that. So if you yeah. don't get somewhere with your little iPad. Listen, at her job. Don't come at to my, my job. job. Not ever. And that's only, I was like, okay, well maybe, maybe it's she killed two birds with one stone. Maybe she had some other business there. She no, she came down there specifically for that only. So then the girlfriend took her iPad, threw it on the ground, and stepped on that shit. <laughs> right, as she should have. Because what are you doing at my job? <laughs> but that girl's a bird. Like her whole. It's not like I'm like yo. She's not even on some like Mimi. We're like oh well, we. Uh, he still loves me. Like she. I feel like Mimi has more receipts on it than she does. She's literally just coming to this girl like well. I was sleeping with him, and I know that makes you upset, so I won. Like, huh? How you win, sis? Like, I, she's a bird. She's the, the king, the, the bird of paradise is what she is. You know, like, that's your whole, that's your whole, you think that that means something because he comes over there, that he likes you? Mm-hmm. So, is he going to see the kids, probably? Who knows? Or the kids? I, no, maybe. Perhaps. No, he he definitely goes over there, but it's not, he don't live with her. He don't stay with her. He stay with the right. other chick. He's with the other chick. And when y'all got into a fight, he dragged you out, not the other chick. So you ain't the one, mom. But, um, so so when you saw the chocolate on his face, because the girl, you know, she came home, the girlfriend, and act like, oh, we're going to have sexy time. Let me tie you up, blah, blah, blah. She was putting on, you know, the act. And got him tied up, and then she pulled out the iPad and showed it to him. Like, look what um, look what bird chick came and and and, and just showed me. So that's what you saw when he, because she had put like chocolate strawberries on his lips and smeared it all over. And then she pulled out a belt and was like whipping him with the belt. <laughs> it was it was kind of funny because she was like really whipping him while he was tied up. So he had the shit. The chocolate was killing me though. I was like, yo, this is just all. Too what was much. he doing? I imagine that he was lying there giggling and shit. No, he was like, like stop. So she was really hitting him with the belt. She was really hit like crack with the belt. He was like, stop, stop playing. And he was like, oh, stop playing. And she just kept hitting him. And she was walking back and forth, you know, doing the I cook and I clean and I give you pretty dresses, you know, doing the uh, mommy dearest speech. And all I get, and you know, like she was, she was doing that, and then like hitting them in between. So it was funny though. I was like, this is some, this is some, this is some shit right here. So those were the highlights of that episode, and um, Mimi hating on Jocelyn, and um, what else? Oh, and Rashida, mm. Rashida and Carly Red fell out because I guess Carly Red 
had some opening. I don't know. Carly Rae claims she has a billion dollar business. If you had a billion dollar business, I don't know why you want loving hip hop. But let her tell it. She has a billion dollar business because and Rashida says she has a million dollar business out of her house, which I don't know. Maybe she does. Um, but again, if you got a million dollar business, I don't know why you putting up with Kurt like you are. But whatever. But she love that dusty ass nigga. I guess. His old trifling ass. He's not even dusty. He trifling. He just flat out trifling. He's got a lot of freaking gumption. That's all I know. He be doing like zero to a hundred. He don't do mediocre shit. He does like fuck nigga shit. First place. Like that's what he does. And he does it right in Atlanta. Like he is so crazy. Yeah. So I don't know. And Atlanta's it don't seem to be that big from what I could tell. It seems to be really small. Or at least on that show. Maybe uh, maybe not, though. Maybe that's what part of the show Atlanta is. is big, but it's really small. Yeah, that show make it seem small. So I was like, man, if I was just basing Atlanta off this show, it does not look like a, a place I would want to be. Like, it looked like a place I would get tired of really fast because it seems like everybody knows everybody. And I don't like places like that. Yeah, depending on what circle you get into, you know everybody. Yeah, so that was it for the love and hip-hop Atlanta. Not too much excitement. Uh, you you don't watch Game of Thrones, but listen, I got to do a shout out for Game of Thrones. It's been two weeks now, but the the last scene two weeks ago when Grey Worm and Sir Barristan went up against the Sons of the Harpy, yo, that was the best fight scene I have ever seen in my life. Not just the fight, but the cinematography. It was so dope. They so they were in this tight. They're in Marine with Khaleesi or Denarius, whatever you want to call her. She's, um, you know, she took her unsullied. After, after, after Call Drago died, you know, she walked through the, um, the, I think they called the Burden Forest or something like that, whatever. She came out. She, um, got to all the slave cities, um, and freed all the slaves and, and got the unsullied, which is like this, like, super hardcore, like, they, all they do, they, they, they bring them up, they neuter them, kind of like Marines. They bring them up, they neuter them, and all they do is fight. So, she freed all them, got them all in the army. So she got, like, the biggest, baddest army in the world. And she's conquered, like, all these cities on the way and freed all the slaves. And so now she's um, hold, she's um, headquartered up in Marine, which is, like, the biggest the biggest city that she's conquered. So, and when she came there, you know, she freed all the slaves, took all the masters down. So the powers that beat her were there before she conquered them are pissed. And they're trying to, you know, they're trying to, they're trying to get at her and get her up out of there and go back to how they were. And so what they're doing, so, um, there's, like, she, so they're called, this is, like, their little, I don't know, their little group or their little band of militants or whatever are called Sons of the Harpy. She don't really know who they are. She don't know, she in a strange land. It's all these different people, you know, of course, they bowing to her because she came in there and, you know, basically kicked their ass and she got the army and she got uh-huh. the dragons, so they can't do shit with her, but she don't know who's who and, you know, everybody up in there seem to have ulterior murders or motive, so she, she's trying to sort through it, so, while she's doing this, he's got these sons of harpies, and they're going around killing people, and, and, and you know, so first couple times, she's trying to be, you know, she's young, like, Khaleesi is probably like, well, we call it Denarius, Denarius is probably like 13 or 14, so she's young, and she has okay. counsel- she has counselors, but her most trusted counselor, who was Jorah Mormon, she, she, um, he was spying on her, so she exiled him, so all she has now is, um, to do her, 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 her lover, who is, um, Damn, I just lost his name. Uh, damn, what's the, the dude? I can't. Anyway, I can't remember his name. And Sir Barristan and Grey Worm and Sandy. So she got she got advisors, but not like not like Jorah. 
So, um, and I mean, Barristan was good, but like Barristan was like, you know how Barristan was like the, the reasonable, hey, try to make peace one, whereas Jorah was the one that always sniffed out danger. Like, yo, you need to do this, you need to do that. You're a queen, you know, you, you're the queen, you have dragons, blah, blah, blah. So now her boyfriend is kind of taking on that role, but he hasn't been with her as long. And I cannot remember his name for nothing. It's driving me crazy. Dario, why was, Dario. Why was the advisor spying on her? So... You would need a long backstory. So basically, oh, okay. she's the original. So she's a Targaryen line, which is the original royal family. Like they ruled for centuries until when Game of Thrones starts. There was a, they usurped the throne. The Baratheons and Lannisters they all got together because her her grandfather they called him the Mad King because he was crazy and he was just fucking the realm up and he had to go. So they killed him and usurped him. And so all this all this that's going on now is a is a result of that. But she's. Her line is the original heir. Like, they've, they've ruled that whole world for centuries. So, um, so, they, so when, when they killed the Mad King and they killed their whole family, they thought they got everybody but her and her brother were, were, uh, were escaped. Like, they helped them escape out. And so, it was assumed that they were dead, but some people knew that they were alive. So, this one dude who, um, who's like, they call him the Whisperer. He's like all in politics. He's always, he's, the wokest, like he always is angling. He has he has spies everywhere. He's the one that come to and you know, you know, in the court, in the court, um, Jorah to spy on her because ultimately, the real niggas, the ones that don't didn't go along, that didn't go along with the usurpation, or they went along with it for the deal, but they don't really want the Lannisters or the people. They want the they want the original Targaryens brought back. They like look, it was just this one mad king, but. Shit is all fucked up now because ain't none of y'all the real kings. We have all these wars, everybody trying to claim the throne when there's the real heir over there. So they've been trying to keep up with her because they found out, you know, she's the mother of dragons because they had they ain't seen dragons in like a thousand years. So she finally had dragon eggs and they turned into dragons. So that's why they call her the mother of dragons because her family originally, that's how they conquered the realm with dragons. But then they thought the dragons died out and they hadn't seen their dragons in like a thousand years. But now she has dragons. She has three of them. They bad dragons. They like untrained, but whatever. So that's why he was like trying to get news back because they plot and they want you know they want her to come back and take the throne of Westeros and get the Lannisters who nobody likes to fuck up out of there. So keep he was he was spying. He was more like keeping tabs and sending information. Right. He wasn't trying. He wasn't doing nothing that was gonna fuck her over. But she looked at it like you know you my most trusted advisor and you disloyal because all she knew of those people is that's who killed her family and, and made her and her fuck brother have to flee. She don't she don't fuck with them beyond that. She don't care about why he was doing it. Like she just like fucked them niggas. So yeah. so she um she exiled him. So anyway, this scene the harpies have run through. They run, what they do is they run through town randomly and just kill people. So this last scene. They did it, and it just so happened that Unsullied were marching through the city when they did it. And so they saw the people, they saw the people running from it. And so Grey Worm, who was like the head of her army, and Barristan, who's who used to serve her grandfather back in Westeros, and who was like the biggest, baddest knight in the in the in the world. Like he had all kind of tales and everything. He wrote about how how dope he was. So he, so Grey Worm was in there. Yo, Grey Worm was tearing shit up. Grey, that is the oh my god, he was killing them, that is the best fight scene I've ever seen in my life, and the Sons of the Harpies, they wear like these gold, like those old bronze masks, like you see in the museum that the Greeks and the Romans used to wear, would be like a gold yeah. mask with their whole face, they wore those, so they all had those on, and the cinematography was so dope, because it was in this little tiny, tiny, tiny alley, and the way they filmed it, you could just feel how tight it was, because you saw like the Sons of the Harpy approaching, it was almost like a Michael Jackson video, like how it was like okay. a choreograph, 
and he was walking up in the group, and then you saw Grey Worm, and then he come, and the Barristan is old, so they was, I mean, Grey Worm was handling him, but he was outnumbered, so they had grabbed him up and started stabbing him, and he thought they was gonna kill him, and he come Barristan the bowl, he pulled his sword out, like, shh, and they turned around and looked, he was like, yeah, y'all must have forgot, I'm the baddest motherfucker with this sword, so he did his thing, <laughs> Wow, wow, wow. Like, he was killing them. He was killing them. They couldn't do nothing with him. But again, it was him and Grey Warmer, like 20 of them. So they finally, like, you know, he took out, like, at least 11 or 12 before they, you know, got him and they stabbed him. And they stabbed Grey Worm, too. And they both passed out. And then that was the end of the scene. But that, oh my God, it lasted for about, like, maybe five minutes. But it was the best thing I've ever seen. And the reason I say, like, everybody, I'm very, I tell you, like, with movies and stuff like that, I'm very picky. And Especially with like fight scenes, I'm like I'm like the samurai. I like everything quick, efficient. I don't want to see no extra moves that are not necessary, and mm-hmm. so that's why a lot of like everybody shouting out Daredevil. Don't get me wrong, Daredevil is, is okay. I like it. It's a good thing, but I don't want to see no eight minute fight scene, man. Ain't nobody fighting for eight minutes. It's just I'm it's, not into any of like I'm not either the comic books. Yeah, like any of that stuff. I guess I'm I'm the same way. Like yeah. I'm. I'm super critical of movies. Like it's, it takes a lot for me to get through a movie. Yeah, I don't. I don't be caring. Everybody's like, "Oh, it's so good." I mean, you know, it's decent. I see what they're talking about. I'm just, I'm like on episode four. I probably will never get through it because I'm just like, Ugh, I don't care. I don't know what the Daredevil is. I don't really care. I'm not into these comics. I don't really care. So whatever. But um, that's the reason I don't like. I'm like, yo, they like, oh, that fight scene was so dope. Like, yo, the fight scene was seven minutes, man. Nobody fighting for seven minutes. You hit the dude in the head with a chair. He gets back up. Like, come on, man. That's, that's not realistic. Whereas Game of Thrones, it was like, no, it was no wasted moment. It was no wasted movement. Like, boom, that's how people fight. Boom. Yeah, it, it was just, it was perfect. It was perfect. Like, that's how I like it. It's like that scene, the last scene from Kill Bill Volume 2 where O-Ren and um and Uma Thurman had their little sword fight. That was dope. Like stuff like like yo, it has to be it has to be perfect. I don't wanna see a bunch of you know, boom bam bow T V sitcom Batman fighting. Like it's just like it gets it just gets dumb. Like, oh come on man, how many times you gonna hit this dude with the chair? He would have been dead the first time you hit him. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. just, it's doing the most. So that shit was so great. If you could just YouTube the clip, YouTube the clip, and you'll see what I mean. It was just shot. I was about to say, I'm going to have to watch that, that yeah, scene. Yeah, it, it was shot. It was, it was the greatest thing I've ever seen. Somebody, that, that show comes highly recommended to me, though. Oh, it's the best show I, in the world, I, man. It's really, really good. It's, it's about the, I say it's the best show on HBO. Yeah. It's really good. And I mean, it, it's, it's a book series where they get it from. You don't really have to read the book. It helps. I mean, they stick, this season, they, they veered away from the book already a few times but not nothing too major but so far they've stuck pretty close to the book so far um they said this season they won't and i and i think i know that i don't want to give it away for anybody who hasn't read the books but there's one big there's one big death that occurs in the books that i'm assuming won't occur in the in the um on the hbo series because i mean but it might though because they gully like that so they, they it might so we'll see what happens yeah, I'm unfamiliar with both, but the show was definitely told. I was told that I should watch that show. Oh, the show is awesome. The show is, is, is really good. Okay, um, so what's next? Um, you said you wanted to talk about Move. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, only reason because I didn't even know it was the 30th anniversary. People started tweeting about it, but Move is like, it's, so did you, you Googled it and you saw a little bit about them? 
Yeah, I looked up a little stuff, and he was an interesting guy, but I want to hear from you, because you're yeah, so, Philly. Yeah, it's funny, not just Philly, because there's a lot of people from Philly that don't even know the whole story. So the reason I know is because my grandmother, um, and this was, we were, this happened in 85 when I was, um, I'd have been like 12 or 13 in 85. Um, so... They lived so, so it really, so it was two move incidents. Everybody remembers the second one because they burnt down like half, not half the city, like a good, a good, like three city blocks they burnt down. But that was the second move incident. The first move incident happened in the seventies. They had a shootout with police. They lived in another part of the city called Powelton and they had a shootout with the police and they actually killed a police officer. And that was in the seventies and a couple of them went to jail in the seventies. And they moved, that's when they moved to this house in West Philly. And the house they moved to in West Philly, my grandmother's friend, Miss Elaine, I still remember her, she died years ago. But she lived in that house, and they lived across the street, across the move, lived across the street from her. So the house with the bunker on top that they dropped the bomb on was directly across the street from her. So her house burned down, too. Everything burned down. But it's just funny, I have a different perspective, because a lot of you hear these tweets, because basically what happened was the, the police, um, they had a standoff with police again. And move was known because they had this. They had again. They had the incident in the '70s, so they were known for shooting it out with police. So the police knew, hey, you know, these people will shoot at us. So they closed off the block that day. It was a May day. I remember school wasn't out yet because that's why I was my dad's store is like four blocks over from that. So I had got home from school, and by the time we it all had well, it had it started in the morning, and it had escalated. It was a standoff all day, and by the time we was getting out of school at three, it was still a standoff, and they had shot back and forth a few times. So by the time I got home from school. It was still ongoing. They had it on, and they were cut in the news and everything. But it happened on 63rd and Pine, or no, it was 63rd and Osage, or somewhere Pine or Osage. It's like two two blocks, and my father's store is on 60th and Pine, in between Osage. So that's three blocks away. So one, okay. two, three blocks away is where his store was. So it was basically right around the corner. Um, but anyway, they lived across the street, and so. You know, and people, when they tweeted, oh, MOVE was a revolutionary organization. And I mean, look, they was a revolutionary organization. Like, all of those groups coming out of the 60s were a revolutionary organization. You know what I mean? Like, the SLA was a revolutionary organization, but they was robbing banks. You know what I mean? So, so, but it's just funny because, like, yo, we used to go over there. When my, my nana would come up, we would go over there at Miss Elaine's house. And, you know, we would spend a night because it was all us kids, cousins, and friends, and whatever. We'd spend a night. And, yo, they, they, so MOVE was, like, a back to nature cult they was they were a cult and they didn't believe that's why they had like that's why to this day i don't like dreads because i associate them with move because they did they didn't wash okay they were they were strictly organic so they didn't wash they didn't believe in bathing they think everything should be natural so their hair used to be matted up and they used to wear dreads and and you know and they would like put they would throw their garbage in the street so eventually yeah, that's what i was reading that they had a lot of rats yeah so eventually, it was a lot of rats because they would just throw their garbage on the street. They would throw their garbage out, but they were not good neighbors. And they had a bullhorn at the top of the house, and they would get on the bullhorn at all times. And um, John Africa had this manifesto that he wrote, and he would get on this bullhorn two, three, four, whatever time and any time, and read that shit on the bullhorn at three in the morning. People got to go to work. People, I mean, and this was going on and on and on for months. People was complaining. The block was full of rats and stray dogs because of the food they were throwing out. They was on the megaphone, so they kept calling complaints, complaints, complaints. All the neighbors, they got finally got together. So that's what started it off. The police came that day because whatever process you got to go to to get them off the block had begun. 
So that's why it's funny to me when I see people tweeting and writing articles about how, you know, police harassment and police brutality. And I'm, I'm not saying it wasn't. I'm going to tell the rest of the story. But it's like, yo, those motherfuckers, the people on the block wanted them off. They were terrorizing the neighborhood. There wasn't no freedom fighters. There wasn't all this y'all trying to make them. They were nuisances to the block. And that's why the police were there that day. Because the neighbors had called for them to be removed from the block. So that's what happened. Y'all can debate JFK for all I care. Because that's what happened. See, that's why I wanted to hear it from you, because, you know, it's yeah. going to be painted different ways. Yeah, because I, I, I would be there, where they would be on, we, you know, we spend the night on the weekends, it'd be 2, 3 in the morning, and all of a sudden, he'd come to Bullhorn, and he on there reading his manifesto, I mean, you could hear it for blocks and blocks, and they built a bunker on the roof, and put the Bullhorn up there, and they would get on there, and you could hear them, and these motherfuckers would be reading this manifesto for hours, 2, 3, 4, 5 in the morning, 2 in the afternoon, you never knew, it'd be random. You just be trying to sit outside, cook out barbecue or whatever. Here they come on the mech, on the on a on a bullhorn, just harassing the whole neighborhood. So I have a very so when people are like, oh, you know, they was freedom fighters, and they, I'm like, y'all don't know what y'all talking about. So, but so it, whatever it escalated. So to, towards the afternoon, I think it started out around like 12:30 in the afternoon. 2:30 is when it first started. They exchanged shots with police. Police shot back. So, and the police had cordoned off the block, so the police were up at the corner. And the move was like the house was like in the middle of the block. So the whole block, the whole area shut off. Say so they exchanged fire a little bit, a little bit. So they had this bunker on top of the house. So, and the mayor at the time was black. The mayor was Wilson Good um, when all this occurred. The mayor was black. And so they didn't know, this is the story. They didn't know what was in that bunker. Did they have machine guns in that bunker? Did they have explosives in that bunker? They didn't know. So from the police's point of view, they didn't want to go into the block or go rush the house without knowing what this in this bunker. Because if they up there with machine guns in a the bunker, they gonna kill. They they got the um, height advantage. They gonna kill everybody. Like we never right. nothing to do them. So they wanted to blow. They wanted to knock the bunker down before they rushed the house. That was their that was their logic. They wanted to knock the bunker down before they they uh, rushed the house to get them out of there. So and that makes sense. So we don't know. This was a long time ago. Now they had they had trials and they had. Uh, you know, investigations and everything and figured out, like, what happened. But long story short, they decided that they were going to drop an explosive device on top of the house to knock this bunker down. That was that. That's what they had planned. So that's what they did. They police got a chopper, and they flew over this residential neighborhood, over this house, and they dropped the bomb on this bunker to blow the bunker up. Well, I don't know if they got due from dead presidents. I don't know if they got Chris Tucker from dead presidents to pack the bomb or what. But the bomb did way more than they thought it was going to do. The bomb blew the whole bunker up and caught fire. And it was just burning. And now this is where the shit goes left because the police let it burn. Because the police are like, well, let's let it burn. It'll burn the bunker down. And then we'll go in. Bad call. Whoever made that call, (laughs) bad call. They let it burn. And it burned the whole block. It ended up burning the whole block down. That block, the block on the one on one side of it, and the block on the other side of it. So like one, two, three, four, five, about six row, about six rows of row houses got burned yeah. down. Got burned down to the ground, like gone, including my grandmother's friend Miss Elaine's house, who was right across the street. She lost her house. All of it went. Um, and so as the house was burning, and you know there was kids in there, there was John. They think John Africa died uh, earlier in the day, maybe in a shootout. But when the house caught fire. Um, Ramona Africa and had all the kids and they tried to come out and the police shot at them and made them run back in and this is her story because she made it out she went to jail and everything she tells her story said the police shot at them made them go back in so it was a whole big hullabaloo but 
it's funny, you know, all these years later, the story gets told, oh, there was these black revolutionaries and police brutality, and how could you drop a bomb on a, on a neighborhood? And don't get me wrong, I'm not saying it was a good call to drop a bomb on the house, but there was a there was a logic behind it. And the whole thing started, again, because people wanted them off the block. So, you know, that's the story. So, you know, y'all can write y'all think pieces and all this and all that, and yeah, you know, yeah, they did drop a bomb in a residential neighborhood, and who does that? I get it. But they had a bunker up there. <laughs> and nobody knew it was in that bunker. So, you know, that's that's what happened. Yeah, because when I was reading it, like, I, I'm, I was unfamiliar with the whole thing, and I, I still am, so to speak. Um, but I was just like, yo, this dude is crazy. Then I read some more, and I was like, he wasn't all that crazy. But it was the, the way that he carried out his ideas were crazy. It's just like, you can't do this. He was a schizophrenic. It's funny. Everybody, I know people going to be like, God damn, your dad knew everybody. But yeah, my dad do, did know everybody. He was like one of them dudes in the city. Like his funeral was like 300 people at his funeral. I mean, he was a business owner. He was born and raised in a neighborhood. He lived in that neighborhood his whole life. He just knew, he knew everybody. He was a business owner. Everybody knew him. He, you know, did his thing back in the day. So he was the man. So yeah, he knew a lot of people and he knew John Africa. And I mean, well I, connected and well respected. Yeah. And I mean, I remember... We used to go over John Africa's house, right, right across from Missy Lanes, a few times. Like this is like, matter of fact, the, the most recent time was like only a few weeks before this. They blew it up, but we used you to used go, to be sitting up in that dirty old house. No, see, that wasn't a move house. It was two houses on the block. That move okay. house is the one house, and it was John Africa had another. People didn't know because when his brother worked for my father, his brother swept up for my father. His brother's name was Al. Al dead now too, but he had another house, so we would go to that house. Now we ain't go to the move house. But even in that house, when, when, so he, so he was schizophrenic, so he would be cool for a little bit, and, you know, we went in, and, you know, the door was open, and my dad was there, it's not like I wasn't there by myself, and he would be like, hey, I wouldn't go all deep in the house, he'd be like, stay right here by the door, sit, you know, sit right here, we, I would always be by the door, my dad would be between me and the dude, and, um, as soon as he would start, you know, he would be, I remember he would talk sense, he would talk normal, and then he'd start, oh, the revolution, brother. He'd go off into the, and my dad would be like, all right, time to go. All right, John, all right, all right, all right, all right, time to go, time to go. And we would leave, right? And I remember that. Like, I know we went over there at least two times that I remember because the last time we went was not too long before. So my dad knew the dude. He didn't know he didn't know Ramon and them, but he knew John. And, he, and my, again, his brother worked for him. So that's another thing. Okay. Like, the dude, was, the dude was schizophrenic. I mean, I could tell. Like, I didn't, I was little, so I didn't know that's what it was. But I could, I, I could tell one minute they would be having a normal conversation, whatever they was talking about, and the next minute he would, like, go off ranting about some other shit. My dad would be like, okay, time to go, and we would leave. <laughs> so. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's move. So, I, you know, I always, and it's interesting, even people, even people from Philly don't know the whole story, but I feel like a lot of people from Philly at least know the part about, you know, how they were, because, you know, that's the same thing that happened in the 70s when the cops came, because the neighbors, where they lived, they lived over in Powelton then, which is like, kind of close to Penn area and the neighbors okay. same thing like yo we got rats we can't you know they 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 just do garbage out they would throw pee out in the street they would just they were they were they were disgusting neighbors so That's nasty. yeah so a lot of people in Philly when you bring up move they look at you like nigga <laughs> you know what I mean we ain't, yeah. saying, we ain't saying they should have dropped the bomb on the house and we damn sure ain't saying they should have let them people houses burn but y'all y'all ain't y'all ain't got the whole story like niggas really want they was they was terrible so that's funny, like, when people, and then people be in my mentions, what do you mean, that's police brutality, and I'm like, man, look, I'm not about to argue with you, I'm not saying it is police brutality, I'm not saying it's not, 
but I'm saying we used to go over there and the motherfuckers were terrible neighbors and they was harassing the whole neighborhood and everybody in that neighborhood wanted them to go and it was not no freedom fighters like y'all trying to claim so whatever big piece that it sounds like it didn't go sour until the police were just like let it burn like that was well it went sour when they dropped the bomb because well, well yeah <laughs> I don't know what they was. They they said it was just supposed to knock the bomb. I don't know what kind of bomb that was. That was a, one of the Vietnam joints <laughs> dropped from like an F fourteen. That thing. Because I remember the reason I out. So I'll never forget it. Again, I was home from school. It happened around two thirty or three. And this is when you know in the daytime when the reruns come on, the Vernon Shirley reruns were on. So I was upstairs. My dad's store. You seen the building? He has a store and then he has the building next door. And yeah. The next door is an apartment upstairs. So I was sitting upstairs watching TV, and Laverne and Shirley was on. And next thing we know, boom, we had this big boom, and, like, the whole block shook, like, like this, like, shook back and forth. So That's I was crazy. like, what the hell? So then I looked out the window, and a, tr- a, tr- a truck was going by at the time. So I thought, oh, well, maybe it was a truck. But I still was like, what the hell was that? Because the whole block shook. I mean, shook, like, like, boom, back and forth. And then a couple, maybe a minute or two later, they cut into the news like, hey, they just dropped the bomb on the bunker. And I was like, oh, shit, that's what that was? Four blocks away? And they rocked us back and forth. So I don't know what kind of bomb it was supposed to be. But whatever bomb it was, it was so explosive that it rocked the, the foundations of our building four blocks away. The that's bomb they dropped. So I remember like it was yesterday. We was like, what the hell? Yeah, so... So that's that's what happened with Move. So I just I just watch y'all tweet and and you know try to connect it up to today. What's going on today? And maybe it does connect, but I, you know some it's, it's every situation has different facts with it. And that Move situation has some facts that y'all be conveniently not knowing or leaving out or whatever. So, but yeah, that day. I, I try my hardest to not talk about what I don't know, which is why I mean I researched it. Mm-hmm. And like I knew, I know you had another side, and I know there had to be more behind it. I mean, why not, you felt the way that you do? Yeah, I'm not saying what they said was wrong, but they try to make it like it was not justified at all. Like the police just decided one day that they was going to be, you know, militant police and go in there and get this black power group who was helping the people out. And it's like, nah, <laughs> that ain't yeah. what they was. They was a cult that that harassing the neighborhood and harassing the neighbors. And the neighbor, they, the police were there because the neighbors called for them to get them out of there. Neighbors ain't asked y'all to drop a bomb and let their houses burn down. But they, they had called the, the police there to get them out of there because they were just tired of them and they wanted them gone. So that's what started the whole thing. Not, oh, we just going to go down and, and, and drop up the fuck up the move. Like, that ain't that ain't what happened. Yeah, I, th- I think, I mean, I don't know how you would really, if, if you have a bunker on top of your house, I don't know how you would really stop, you know. Yeah, they and, and you don't really have many options. And it, again, that's because that's the thing. They every time, so they were in the middle of the block. So the police, only way to approach this house, you either had to go up the alley, or you had to go up the block. And every time they would try to go up the block, they would shoot at them from the bunker. And if you know anything about warfare, if you up high with a gun, you can kill everybody that approaches you. Right, because you see everybody. Right, and so that's what they were doing. They kept shooting. Every time they come up, blah, 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 blah. they couldn't get up the block. They could not get up the block. So they, we got to get this bunker off the roof. Or we just gonna be out here. We never gonna be able to approach this house. They just gonna keep, you know, they keep us. We don't know how much ammunition we got in there. We don't know what they got in there. We don't know who's in there. We don't know what. So that's that's what it was. They trying to knock the bunker off the roof, and it shit just went left immediately. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. So that's 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 my that's my move. That's my move piece. I hope don't nobody start another move moment. I hope we think about it a little bit. 
because I don't I don't like rats. Yeah, it was nasty. I mean, big ass <laughs> rats too. Big, especially in summertime. Like you know, people try to have cookouts in their yard, and you can't because here come these rats. And they I'm all for nature, but uh, yeah. And they was bold. You know how you know how you know how rodents get when when you know you right. can't do nothing with them. They were coming over people's fences. People, uh, it was it was it was terrible. And it would smell because they would drop. They would throw their waste in the street, so it would smell. It was horrible. Just, I don't know. It seems like the principles that they tried to enforce were legit, but their methods, not so much. Yeah, they was they were some nutballs. So, yeah. um, I know what I can talk about. So I'm down here at Sweet Heat, which is which is like, um, what is it? Is it a Pride event or what is it? Yeah, it's a Pride event. I think it's like the biggest, one of the biggest. Okay. I don't know if it's the biggest. Don't make me lie. Okay, so one of the biggest Pride events. So I got in on, it started Thursday, but I didn't come in Thursday because it was like a meet and greet. And I was like, eh, I don't need all that. So I came in yesterday. We went to this pool party, which was, y'all know black people in pool parties. It was like 12 people in the pool and like a thousand people standing all around the pool. Um, it was okay. The drinks was way too expensive. Um, somebody got two drinks in the water and it was like $50. What? Yeah. Which I didn't know because I'd have been like, oh no, put that shit back. Anyway, <laughs> That's crazy as hell. Yeah. I was I was cracking up. I was sitting in the airport looking at your vibes, and I was like, "There's so many yarn braids." Yeah. What the hell? Yo, it was. It was. I was just about to say that. I was like, "It was mad yarn braids." It was. Listen, it was mad people with more confidence than I do because I'm I'm not in the shape I want to be in yet. So I'm out here in my trunks and my white beater because I'm not having my gut and everything hanging out. But I, so other people did not have that problem, and they was out. And then it was just like. I don't know, it was like some people doing the most. Like, we was waiting in the line for the drinks, and there was one girl had on, like, a uh, this bathing suit that was, like, you know, an Instagram model-type suit with, like, okay. with like heels. And it was like, you want <laughs> we had a pool party. Like, you had a, you had a pool. Like, where, where you going in them here? I mean, like, they're ridiculously, like, Eight, like, oh, they was just doing the most. Like, what are you doing? And they even no room to walk here. And you got on these heels? It's so, like, my first sweet heat, I did sweet heat. After that, I was just like, uh-uh. <laughs> I'm just here because mm-hmm. this bitch is here. But that's, I ain't. <laughs> that's, that's kind of, I mean, I'm in Miami, so it's going to be fun. Yeah, no matter what. exactly. And, uh, my hotel is right on the beach. But, yeah, so we went to the pool. I mean, it was okay. It wasn't the worst thing ever, but we left kind of. We was there for like about an hour and a half, and that was plenty of time to see what there was going to be to see. The music was good, though. The music was good, but... Are they having that big pool party? Or, like, where's the big one? I don't know. Is that, that today? Maybe it's today, but I don't think we're going to make that one, because we want to go uh, eat somewhere that's not the hotel, but yeah. I'm washed. So, there was a black party last night. So, we came back from the pool party, drank a little bit, and then the, the plan was set the alarm for an hour, take a nap. Because, I, see, I got in at 4.30. I mean, I got up at 4.30 to catch the flight. So when I got here, I really didn't have a lot of sleep. And I was going to try to take a nap. Excuse me. But, you know, I, was, I don't know. New place. I was in Miami. I just, I laid down for like maybe 20 minutes. But nap just really, nap just really wasn't working. So, um, nap just really wasn't working. So I, um, just ended up, you know, just keep going. So by the time we get back from the pool party, it's like 7.30, 8 o'clock. I was like, all right, let's set the alarm for an hour, then we're going to get up and go. She, she says she set the alarm and that the alarm went off. I have questions. 
because <laughs> I, if it went off, I didn't hear it. I didn't see it. I didn't know nothing about it. Next thing I know, I woke up, and it was like 7.30 in the morning, and I was fine with it. I was like, you know what? It'll be another party tonight. I already went to the pool party. I saw I was going to be there. And, I mean, it was some, some people. Was it like, like I'd say, I'd say some, like not even, it, it, it was a lot of, what Chris, what Chris Brown called them, booger wolves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was a lot of booger wolves. It was a lot of boys. Not, well, I won't say it was a lot. It was about half and half. But, you know, it wasn't nothing where I was like, oh, I need to go to this black party and, and see, you know, it, 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 nothing like that. So I was like, eh, all right, I missed it. Whatever. It's like people just be so over the top. Like, like, like the femmes, like you said, the bathing suit in the heels. Like, shorty, where you going? <laughs> You going? Where what are you, you going? And they, and they stumbling like because you know it's crowded, so you know we can't hardly move. And they stumbling around like. And then it's like it's the studs walking around and just everybody like you think you you the best thing walking and everybody wants you like nah, bro, sit they, down. They weren't that bad though. It's really the film. like the, we they they weren't really that bad. Everybody was chilling. Everybody was cool. And they had the hookah. Some people had the hookah. It wasn't that bad. It was really the well, that's good. that was doing the absolute most. Like, chill out. Where you like, you, like yo. Well, maybe you be unbothered, but I be noticing. I be like, why are you looking at me like that for? <laughs> the hell? Yeah, I got some looks. And I thought I was going to be. I was like, man. I mean, because I lost a lot of weight, but I'm still, you know, I'm not in, like, my Marine Corps shape. And I'm like, man, I'm going to be the fattest motherfucker here. But I, re- I was not. I was not the fattest motherfucker there. I was not. I was not even close. No. <laughs> no, yeah. and I was, and you good. won't be ever. <laughs> and I was feeling really good about myself. I was like, all right, I still got, you know, I still got this gut and, and, and these fucking childbearing hips that I'm trying to get rid of, and they going away a little bit at time. But I'm doing better than you, 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 and you. So I'm good. And yeah, it was yarn braids for days. It was yarn braids, and it was threads with the um, you know, the busted dress where you get the you get the. the Fade at the bottom, but it be dreads at the top. Yeah, what the fuck is that? Like, why do you why do you have a Caesar <laughs> in the front, and then like your braids start in the hat? Like, what is that? Shit? Let the girls tell it. That's what they like. They like the dreads, and and God bless. I just will I'll be unliked because I you right. Will never I'm gonna keep my fade. You will never see me with no dreads. Not ever. Not never. I can't do that to my waves. All the all the work and hard dedication and loyalty they they pay to me. How they just swerve when I ask them to, and I'm gonna go and get them right. red locked up. What kind of savage would I be? Yeah, how my my edges just get so crisp. Right. And like man, right. no. Well, I ever put the blade to them, they just lay down like 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 rugs, and you want me to go go throw some threads in them? Like, come on, man, no, I was I can't do that to them. So that's what y'all want. I would just die alone, I guess, because I ain't doing that. No, because the right people see. Whoever's supposed to appreciate it appreciates it, and they find me, and I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. You right, you right, you right. And oh, good looking on getting my sneaks too, man. I was like mad, sad that I was gonna miss them because everybody wanted the hair today. I ain't want them shits. Like that's again what I was telling you about the Jordans. I mean, yeah. they all right, but I'm like, eh, I ain't like them when they first came out, and I'm definitely not pressed to get them now. So. Uh, you got it, you got it. Yeah, so I got them joints. They, though, and I, I swear to God, I wasn't going to get no more. But I saw those, because those, because the KD, the normal KDs have the strap across them. I don't like that strap. That shit make them look just crazy to me. I don't really like the KDs. Yeah, I didn't, I like that pair. But that's the first pair I bought, because I didn't like any of the ones before that. I definitely didn't like the ones with the strap. 
But I saw those, and I was like, oh, they look like little Ferraris. So I wanted to get those. And they was a little over my you budget. You think so? Yeah, I like them. They was a little over my budget. I tried to stick with I don't pay no more than 200 They was like, a, you know, about $20 over that. So whatever. I was sitting there. It hurt my heart. I was like, look at this. This is some bullshit. <laughs> Just from fucking shoes. <laughs> like, damn, she lucky that's my nigga, man. What the fuck is this? Yeah, that's my thing, though. Like, that's why everybody... Yeah. And, and I still... When people come at me, though, I'll be like, yeah, but how much do... Like, girls... No, sneakers aren't my thing anymore. I don't I don't really know if I have a thing, but if I had to pen one, it would probably be watches. Like, I'm growing so, into watches. So, see, there you go. Everybody got something. I know somebody yeah. uses sunglasses. They'll spend, like... A thousand dollars on a pair of sunglasses, which I think is the dumbest thing in the world. Because I'm like, you don't even wear them shits all the time, and you know how you lose sunglasses. Yeah, like I these, lose sunglasses too much. Yeah, these right here cost like two hundred, and this is like, I, you know, and I hold on to these like, oh, these cost two hundred. I cannot lose it. I cannot imagine a pair of. Sunglasses. You gotta hit the plug for the Ray Bans, man. No, I get them off Amazon. Well, I buy everything I, off Amazon. I do everything with a plug or Amazon. Yeah, so. <laughs> I was like, I cannot imagine spending fifteen hundred dollars on no goddamn sunglasses. So everybody got their thing, but this watch, with his shoes, mine just happened to be sneakers. But I'm not ridiculous with it. Like you know, I have a budget and I have a plan. Like those, I saw those last month was coming out, and there was another pair I was gonna get, and I was like, okay, it's one or the other. I kind of like these better, so let me get those. And that's how I do it. I budget it out, so I don't, you know, I don't be spending a whole lot of money. I just, you know, every month it'd it be like it'd be months that go by that none come out that I want. Like, that's the first pair I bought. The last pair I bought when I said it was finished, I got in March. So, yeah. you know, we'll work it out. But yeah, it's been my thing since I was little. I've always been into sneakers, and I'm going to always be into sneakers, and I'm never going to grow out of it, so whatever. I'm getting into shoes, though. Like, shoe shoes. Yeah, well, I got to buy those for work, and that's what I don't like spending money on, to be honest. And they're no, I'm starting to wear them just to wear them now. Just... I'm going to the grocery store. I'm putting on some wingtips. I don't know what the hell. <laughs> I don't know what the hell is going on with me. <laughs> no, see. Man, but that's because you don't have to wear it for work, do you? You can wear whatever you I want. I do. To. I oh, mean, no. For a point, I could. My job was doing all this crazy shit, and we could wear whatever we wanted because yeah. they had us doing all this crazy stuff, mm-hmm. and they felt bad. Mm-hmm. But now we went back to uh, business professional, so I can't really. Yeah, see, I got to wear I got to wear that shit every day. So, I mean, I, I mean... And you know how it is. You can't buy cheap shoes. And men's shoes are expensive. I wear, you know, I wear men's Hell shoes. Yeah. They're expensive. So I hate, like, I just, I hate it. Like, when I be trying to get my little, I'm just trying to get these little loafers now forever for the summer. And I just keep, I put it in a cart. And I just look at it. And I'm like, $700? $700. And I just look at it. Oh, I, I haven't gotten there yet. But soon come. Then I just close this. I just close the site out and just don't never get them. Like, I just cannot part with $700 for some work shoes. I can't do it. Soon come. Yeah, but you got to. You can't wear the cheap shits. And men, that's how they are. Any, any kind of decent pair of men's shit. And I don't even be trying to get, like, Gucci's and all that, because those is, like, 1500 But I just right. be trying to get a nice, decent pair, because you cannot wear cheap shoes. Like, you cannot wear cheap yeah, shoes. You don't have your, your toes all mashed up. And man. they Yeah, and they just look cheap. And, like, people, people, people who know, know that you don't, you know, that's the first thing to look for. Oh, this thing got on cheap shoes. Nah, like, that's just a, that's just a no-no. That's like wearing drawers with holes in them. Just, no. So, yeah. you gotta pay for a nice pair of shoes. And I just be like, oh. So, I got the ones I got. I got a few pair. I got this one pair I bought from Banana Republic a while ago. 
and they have lasted me a long time. I just now got them resold, but they they're they're and I didn't pay that much for them. I paid like two fifty for them. Okay. They've lasted me a very long time. I still wear them. Yeah, that's that's about where I'm at. Okay, I can do that. Yeah. But you gotta go on if I budget it. Right. You gotta go on Amazon and then you like you know, Nordstrom or wherever you got your card at when they send you don't know twenty, thirty percent off, that's when I'll go on there. And I'll be like, oh, okay, the ones that's 500 is on sale now for 30% off, then I'll get them. You know, but I can't do it. I can't, because I wanted some Todd's loafers. Because they, they, okay. they, they, like, they got the little driving moccasins, and they come in different colors, and they come in suede. And I was like, I want a pair of those. But I ain't got the $700, bro. <laughs> I can't. Yeah. I'm, I'm Everybody's wearing these, these driving shoes now, and I'm just like, but they're wearing them so wrong. Yeah, they do wear them wrong. They wear them with jeans, and they wear them when they're not there. It's a casual shoe. It's not like they'll they'll put like on a nice suit and put those on. Right. Like, nah, that ain't. It's called a driving loafer. That's your first cue that it ain't. You know what I mean? It ain't for like dressy, dressy. Speaking of, I'm glad we're on this subject of dressing etiquette. What the hell? Where did people learn to put their pocket square in their shirt? In their shirt. You haven't seen this? Who does that? I was in the airport yesterday, and I saw at least three people, three dudes with their their pocket square so neatly put in their in their in their shirt pocket, and I was like, "What the? F- Did they have a jacket on? No, just a shirt." Oh, maybe that's some new shit. It, it boggled me. Like there, there was no vest. The vest is cool. Maybe that's like, did they have ties on? They had ties on, and they had it. Oh, I see. I was gonna say maybe they say little pop of color since they didn't have a tie, but they had a tie and then the thing in their shirt pocket. Are they Africans? I don't know. But I, I, but it's not. That wasn't the first time that I've seen it. It's like a new thing. I don't, I don't know where people learn that. Yeah, I haven't seen that. The thing that bothers me, the thing that drives me insane, and I just stop commenting on it because people will battle you down about it and they be loud and wrong, and if they just go to any decent men's store, they can find out that they are wrong, is when they wear the, the polo collars with the button-down collars, and then they wear ties with them. Listen, America, those are called polo Oxford shirts. You know why they're called polo Oxford shirts? Because they're for polo, or they were traditionally for polo. And in polo, you get on a horse, and right, your collar flies around all over your face. That's a sporting event. So they took the buttons, they put the buttons on the collar so you can button your collar down so that when you're participating in this sporting event, your collar does not fly in your face. That's where polo comes from. That is not a dress shirt. That is a casual shirt. That is a shirt you wear with some khakis or some chinos or whatever, and you button the collar down. You do not wear a tie with those shirts. When you go into the store to buy shirts that you wear ties with, they have different collars. And you buy them by the right. spread collar or the or the you know different I forgot the point, the, collar. Yeah, the point collar. Those are shirts that you wear ties with. You do not wear ties with those button down collar shirts. It looks stupid. That's why it really does look ridiculous. That's why it's bubbling at the front where the button is, that's why it's bubbling like that. Because it's not meant to be worn with a tie. And I see y'all do that all the time, and y'all swear y'all stunting, and y'all swear y'all look good, and you look like you don't know how to dress. And if you don't want to take my word for it, just go to the Brothers or whatever your favorite men's store is, and ask them to show you a formal shirt. You tell them you wear business suits, you wear ties, and ask them to show you shirts, and I guarantee them to you, they will not pull out a shirt that has buttons on the collar for you to wear with your tie. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta get my suit game up. That's on my list, but... 
I definitely know. I definitely know how to do it. So uh, when I'm here, it's gonna be a how about now, bitch. Yeah, I've been. Did I tell, <laughs> did I tell you about the um, company I use? They 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 kind of pricey, so I have to spread them out. Like I'm about to get my cake together to get one now, but it's called Vendel and Keep, and they come to uh-huh. your house. And they measure you out. They come to your house. They measure you out. They keep your measurements, and then you can order suits for them, custom made. So it's like it's like they do in London, where you go down to Seville Row, you pick your you pick your fabric, you pick your cut, you pick how you want it. And then, even though if you have pictures, like you don't know how to explain it, you just like look, I want it to look like this. You show them the picture, and they make it for you. And I did it. I did it last summer, and that um, I got this. I got a formal one. Cause I was like, all right, let me get a formal suit. So I got it in black. I, I wear it during the winter sometimes, and I'm taking pictures of it. But I got you know they do the line. You pick your lining out color lining you want you pick your buttons to stick whatever you want accents whatever you want it's all custom made i got my initials in mind you don't have to but they'll put their your initials in it it's all custom made so i've been rocking with them but again it's expensive that suit i got that one suit was like nine it was like almost nine hundred dollars and i didn't get a vest with it and they have shirt but it's all custom made they do it for men and women too but the good thing about it is is a lot of a lot of us use it because they don't cut you know how you they don't cut they don't cut it for women. They, 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 it's not a woman's suit. It's a regular suit, and they measure you for it. So if you have breasts or whatever, you have hips, they just measure it over you, but it's not like they give you a women's suit. Because you know how the women's suit, they, you go to the store, and you try to, they got all the buttons and the bell yeah. bottoms. and the, Like, I don't want all that. I want, like, a nice suit, so. And then the men's suits don't fit all the way right. right. You got to, like, do crazy tailoring. Cause... Right, and it costs too much. Right, so I've been rocking with them, and, like, so all my suits, like, um, you know, because I, I always say Ellen stole my style because because I was wearing the suits like but that, but that's how it ends up so you know how Ellen suits are nice they're tailored they're yeah. cut they, that's how it looks so I rock with them they do shirts too but they're expensive like you get five shirts for like a thousand dollars but I, again it's top of the line material and I mean when you work like I work and you know be the places I be at and just as a general adult if you out there where you need to wear suits you might you know exactly. you might as well pay the money for them because they last and they look nice like nothing worse than a cheap suit you know what I mean so exactly so if you have to wear them like that then. You know, so I'm about to get, I'm about to get, I'm waiting for this bonus to come through and I'm going to get um, probably two more, another one for the fall and then one for the summer. Cause I have some summer suits, but they're mainly women's suits. Like, like I said, that I got tailored up and I'm probably going to have to get a retailer cause I've lost a little bit of weight since the last time. So the pants are a little too baggy on me now. I want a, I want a seersucker. Yeah. Seersucker is nice. Definitely. But, and I, I want a, I want a clean linen suit. I really just want the best. Yeah. I mean, that's so dykish of me to say, right? Whatever. That's so lesbian. <laughs> Whatever, that's what we is. <laughs> uh, you're right. I'm, I'm proud of it. I'm yeah. shit. Your, your favorite could never. <laughs> yeah. We all, we all, we all got our stereo ways. I fit. We fit into our stereotypes. Yeah. But, but my um, boy, my boy is a tailor. So I, when I get my stuff right, I'm going to him. Yeah, yeah. Get you a nice tailor. And usually, like I know in New York, tailors are easy to find, and most people just go to the dry cleaners to get alterations. It depends on, like, my dry cleaner, he actually is a tailor. Like, he's a tailor that happens to own a dry cleaner. So I go to him. He's a little Asian man. But, you know, not all those not all those people, you know, Miss, Miss Joni and them and the, and the cleaners, they not, you know, they might get taken to him or whatever, but they're not necessarily tailors. So, right. you know, find you a good good tailor. And, and even when you buy it off the rack, you still can get it so that it fits you good. Because most of us, you know, that stuff off the rack is built for the average Caucasian which most of us ain't, so. Yeah, no, he, this dude is official, man. I'm, I'm going to show it to you. That boy clean, man. Yeah. And he's always supported me, like, ever since way back, so I'm a, he's out in, um, D.C.? Okay. uh, Virginia area? Okay. I'm going to go out there. He's he's doing his thing, though. 
and it makes a difference. Like it, it, it makes a hell of a difference. I be getting looks in my suits, and I be like, yeah, I know I'm fly. I see you looking. I know, you know, but whatever. Yeah, but, like I have a couple blazers and like pants and vests and everything, but I don't have an actual suit. Yeah, I used to. I did have one at one point. I had, I had a tux. I bought a tux and I gave it away. I don't know why, but yeah. I, at this point in my life, I know I need suits. You, you just receive so different. You feel better. You walk different. Yep. Yeah. Better. Yeah. So if you want to, like, look them up. Vendel and Keith, if you ever want to splurge on it, um, it's worth the money. They come to you. There's house. another one, um, St. Herodin. Okay. It's, it's, it's a lesbian um, or masculine identifying line. It's, oh. it's actually really nice. All right, I'll check. I'll check them out. Yeah, cause I'm, I'm, I, I don't wear like I wear. I, again, I get men's suits because the women's suits just because so whack. But I don't necessarily wear like I just want a suit that's not a women's suit that's cut for me. So sometimes I don't wear the men's suits because they look a little too severe for me. Sometimes it depends. Like you could get like J, J. Crew if my fat ass would lose weight fast enough. J Crew has this nice set of suit called the Ludlow suits, but you know, J. Crew don't fuck with fat niggas and then they got even within even within not fucking fat niggas, they got like skinny white people's sizes. So like I would probably I would need, never. Yeah, I, I can get into their I can finally finally get into their thirty eight, but I mean like just get into it. Like you're not like you know what I mean? So but I but I'll buy blazers from them. Like I might have to go while I'm trying to stack my money for this bindle and keep I might have to go go online and just get a, I'll get a bigger, because I think in men's, not a thing, in men's I wear a 42 short, unfortunately that's like the most size, the most average size in the world, like most regular yeah. size men wear a 42 short, or 42 regular, so it's yeah. always sold out, always. Yeah, I'm a, I'm like a 44 or 46, depending on where I'm at, yeah. weight wise, yeah. I'm trying to stay in a 44, I think I used to be in a 42, but I got too much titties now, <laughs> but I, I have my shoulders are big, so 44 is, like, yeah. my actual. Yeah. So, usually usually when it's like that, though, it's better to go get a bigger size, the next size up, and then let them cut it down for you. Yeah. But I think 44 fits me here, but it's always big right here because my waist is really, really small. Right. I just got a big stomach. You got the porn star shape. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Today, what else we want to talk about? I feel like there was one other subject we said. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna try and scroll back. It was the, it was the Game of Thrones. Oh, I forgot my selfie stick. Do you know how hurt I am that I forgot my selfie stick? <laughs> I had so many plans for Giselle. I named my selfie stick Giselle. And I had so much plans for her. But maybe it's for the best that I left it, because I probably would have been getting on y'all nerves anyway. But I saw people at the pool party with selfie sticks, so I was like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm still never going to buy one. But I'm going to take pictures on yours. Though. Why, man? It's so dope. Like, you get so much more in the scene, man. You don't got to, because it's hard, man. When you try to get your whole outfit, you got to be, like, all on top of your head. And you got to be trying to look and press the button and get your shoes in the shot. Unnecessary. Selfie stick squares all that away. Uh... <laughs> You're like, nah. <laughs> no, I was looking at my phone trying to see what else we had. Oh. But we just said just those things. Okay, so, I don't know how long we've been recording. This might be a little bit short show, but I'm in Miami, so y'all gotta understand. I'm about to go eat lunch and get a drink and get some more brown. I'm, I'm past yeah. I'm past buttery croissant now, and I think, like, I'm up to, like, almond croissant. 
you know how the armor control be like a little bit browner than the regular joint? So I think I'm up to yep. that. My arm hair. Just I can't wait to get my bronze. You already bronze, nigga. What are you talking about? You already. That's another thing, man. I'm. I'm shocked. I ain't got no dreads. I'm light skinned All they want is people your height, brown skin with dreads. So I'm just like not in style at all. Yeah, but I'm chubby though. So it's like I don't. Yeah. I don't yeah. be winning. Yeah. Listen. First of all, you tall, and you not. What I seen out there yesterday, you ain't that chubby truck, nigga. You you all right? You doing okay? You are doing just fine. Cause yesterday I was like, oh, oh, oh. I, now I'm gonna just keep going to the gym cause I'm 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 okay. I ain't, I ain't, I ain't where I was. I ain't where I want to be. But I'm I'm doing just fine. These niggas be mac and cheese and all the rice. I thought Son, I was. I, I swear on everything. I was sitting there looking. and I was like, yo, is that somebody's family reunion? Like, what is? <laughs> where is she? What is this? It, it was it was it was young. It was young. It was it, it trended young, and, and only reason I knew it was some old cats there. But the only reason I knew is because they dreads had some gray in them. So I yeah. knew I knew they was all right. You kind of old. Um, it was a lot of jerseys. I thought we was I thought jerseys was old. I thought we was off jerseys, but I guess I guess not. I'm bringing jerseys, but I'm I'm wearing jerseys. Okay. I don't care. Okay, so it was some jerseys there. It was some um. I'm trying to think, what else was there? A lot of dreads, a lot of, um, you know, mohawks, which I thought we was over that, too. But it was a lot of mohawks, it was a lot of mohawk fades, it was a lot of weekend dreads, the weekend dreads like his. It wasn't no Rihanna's there, it wasn't no close to Rihanna's there. It was like one or two. I mean, you know. They're not going to be outside. Where they going to be at, then? I need to get where they going to be at. The, the times that I had stayed in in Miami, like, the last time I went, we stayed in a loft. Everybody was in the loft. So we was in there hollering back and forth with everybody in the loft. That's where they be at. See, in the house. Yes. Party. Yes. Yeah, it's some people. at the. It's some here. And it's, I always find the chicks under the radar. We'll yeah, talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. I, that's that's where I find most of mine, too. But, I yeah. I know. We, I don't know. I need to. I need to. I'm trying to find me one of the uh, one of RT joints. I, I, I like the. But see, it's again, it's a fine line. Like, I like the RT ones. But real, like. Like the Zoe Kravitz, like real art, like they're artsy because they are artists, not artsy because I live in Brooklyn and I just want to put on a bunch of rings and, and scarves and shit and look like I'm artsy, but yeah. I ain't really artsy. Like actual creatives? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like actual creatives, so I got to find one of them, but I, I don't think I got enough money for them. <laughs> so I got to get my makeup. They, they don't cost a lot. They just want to be no, appreciated. No, no, I know. No, no, no. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, like, I'm not going to be able, you know, oh, shit. Well, I'm gonna, you know, I ain't gonna be able to meet you in cons today. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not gonna be able to meet you in cons. Like, maybe next year. Maybe next year I can meet you over there. But not this year. Like that, you know. Yeah. Like, she don't, money's no issue. Like, it's an issue for me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I can't, yeah. I can't just hop over to, uh, over to Hawaii on a Tuesday. She might just be waiting to, to have somebody appreciate hey, her. You ain't gotta worry about the money. Hey, we, we can do that. I just need to find me one of them. I need to find me one of them. But there's it, so many fake ones. That's why... Oh, did you get the tickets yet for the best day ever? Nah. All right. I'm going to do it uh, probably I'm, tomorrow or Monday. So when you do it, text me. Because if I don't do it before then, when you text me to do it, then I'll, then I'll do it. Because I might forget. All right. Do, you I, want, do we have to get them together? We don't, right? No. I just want to make sure I get them. Because I'm going to be in Ohio. And, you know, when I be in Ohio during the week, I forget a lot of to do a lot of stuff. So if you just text right. me and you do it, then I'll stop right, right quick and, and do it. I've been... I've been a mess. I don't think I've been home on a weekend 
in the last two months. I just do it, do it, do it, do it. Just, just out here. I'm running these New York streets. I was running them last night as soon as I got off the plane. Do it, do it. We got to be in the city at the same time because it's this place, it's this new party um, promotion downtown that I've been wanting to check, but I just ain't been going by myself because I don't like going. I'll go to, like, movies and restaurants and stuff with myself, but clubs, I don't, I don't know. That's, yeah, like, that's, weirdo that's shit. weird. Yeah, that's, like, weirdo shit to go to a club by yourself. So, yeah, we can do that because I was riding around and I was like, man, I think this could be a New York summer. Oh, this is yeah. how I'm feeling. That's why we put up with all the bullshit all year long for those three summer months. There's no city like New York in the summer, man. Yeah, I, I miss I miss being up here. Yeah. All right. Well, I need to uh, go go get me some crabs, some Cuban food, one or the other. Try right, to do that. If, if I can remember the name of the Cuban spot I went to last time, it was kind of far out though. I don't remember, yeah. but we turned it up. It was dope. Yeah, that's the other thing. All these sweets. So I'm on the beach. I'm on Miami Beach. But all the events are in Miami, so we got to go back across the club to, like, Brickell and Fifth and all that. And the traffic is atrocious. Oh, my God. Where the, pub, where the party was yesterday, trying to get in and out of that bitch, it was, it was atrocious. It was like the 405, just trying to get in and out of that hotel. Yeah, Sweet Heat shuts down Miami, like, it was, and it's getting bigger every single year. It was atrocious, but it was it was cool, so I'm we're going to go tonight. But, um, yeah, so that's... Sorry, we had to change the plans. We know we told y'all we were gonna be live from Sweet Heat, but hey, you, you get Jay Z concert, you gotta go to Jay Z. So, um, you know, we gonna do we gonna do one come soon. Like maybe when we in both in New York at the same time, we are gonna do one at the same time in the same place. And I'm gonna have Giselle with a fresh battery loaded up. So it's it's yeah, coming. We gonna be in these streets. And we appreciate y'all from listening. And thanks for all the tweets of people saying they like the show. Tell people about it. Retweet about it. Um, I don't yeah. know. So maybe we could blow up on the gay scene. And I don't know. Get some, I don't know, get some, get some hoes to come on and, and, and pose with us for our cover art or something like that. So appreciate yeah, you y'all know. for listening. All right, thanks y'all. Right. Uh, hit us up on the email. Thanks for asking. Podcast at gmail Right, or you could always tweet either one of us individually. We do have or a, tweet. Yeah, we do have a Twitter, but um, I admit I don't monitor it too much. I check every now and then. So if y'all been tweeting to it, sorry, I'll get on it. Yeah, same. I'm not consistent. All right. So, till next week. Peace out.